Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when this thought hits you. Okay, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, the whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. What's up? Welcome to Tuesday Show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, let's go around the room and check in with everybody here. He says he's with it and a Drake fan. And when he looks at The Bachelor, he thinks that he's the better looking man. It's Eddie, 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 Eddie. <laughs> guys, 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 I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. So the other day I get a text from a random number and I'm like, what is this? And it says, oh, dude, are you watching this game? It's so good. And I showed my wife the number I'm like, do you know this? She goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's our son's friend's dad. And I go, oh, okay, cool. I like that guy. I haven't seen him in a while. So I said, dude, I am watching this game. It's awesome. Miss you guys. We should get together again soon. Left it at that, right? No response. Nothing. So a week later, I'm at my son's basketball game, and another dad's sitting next to me. He's like, hey, man, that game was cool, huh? And I go, uh. Oh, it wasn't the same dad. Oh, my gosh. This is not the same guy. And he said, yeah, I, that's why I texted you, because the game was so cool. I texted the wrong dude. I miss you. We should get together soon. Do you not like this guy? I, I just don't know him that well. <laughs> we oh, should hang out again soon. Yeah. So it wasn't so much that you're like, I was texting with somebody I don't know. It's like you were a little too personal with somebody that you yeah, know. I, I miss would never you. tell this guy I miss you. We should hang together soon because we've never hung out together that, ever. That, that's funny. <laughs> so now I'm like, what do I do? Do I like tell him? Because when he said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just kept watching. The, the accidental I mean, talking to somebody text. I had a... We have a, a cabin in Arkansas, and the neighbor that's been very helpful, like when the weather gets bad, I have him saved as neighbor Arkansas. Also, the women's basketball coach is neighbors oh, yeah. who have on my phone, and I was having this. We're going to Fayetteville, and we were playing, and I know Coach Neighbors, and I thought I was talking to Coach Neighbors, but I was talking to my neighbor, and I was like, yeah, come back after the show. So he drove up. <laughs> Stop. Oh, no. Stop. Yeah, and thought. I was just confused the whole time. And then I looked and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's the most helpless feeling. Once I invited the wrong cruise over to play video games. That's funny. There were two cruises. Yeah. yeah. And then when cruise show, you're like, what are you doing? I was like, you're also here. <laughs> oh, no, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, That's terrible. 
Oh, I was just going to say, like, if that dad ignored it, obviously he's, you're good. You don't have to do anything because he never, he never replied to it, right? No, and in okay. my mind, though, he ignored it like, that's weird. Yeah, but he probably. did come up to you and go, hey, about the game. <laughs> he <Yeah>. did. <laughs> All right. He's always trying to start a side hustle and make money quick, but none of the ideas ever seem to stick. It's Lunchbox. I might have another side hustle. Oh, I didn't realize work here was also a storage unit. Where you can put things that don't work and you can just leave them here. So I guarantee you. That's what you do with our pallet. You just leave it in a room. No, but I mean, there is someone on the show named Ray that he's doing that with his trailblazer because he never parks downstairs. It's been in the downstairs garage for over a week. It hadn't moved. Are oh, you no. storing your car here? Oh, no. No, 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 no. I was moving. It was just embarrassing to have my entire life in my car and just parking it right next to the door, and you guys all walk by it. So I kind of hid it downstairs, but now I'm driving a different vehicle. My wife's, uh, I, that car's unloaded. Everything's fine. So, but you left it here for a week? Yeah, probably. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, it broke down, and he got it towed here because he doesn't want it just sitting. Didn't you used to leave yours up here? Like like when on, we, on a weekend? Yeah, like when we go on park and then just Or if we go on vacation, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'd leave it here for the whole week because you don't want it out in the elements. And so I thought maybe Ray, <laughs> maybe he couldn't make it to his new house. He was like, man, I'm just going to store it at the... He starts leasing all the parking spots, <laughs> Lunchbox does. Uh, she's getting back in the dating game, so double tap if you see her name. It's Amy! <laughs> okay, so I watched that documentary on Netflix that is about the We Are the World song, the making of the video. Yeah, Eddie told me about that yeah, too. It's, it's unbelievable. It's called The Greatest Night in Pop, and I feel like I have so many highlights that I would share, but I don't want to ruin any of it for people. Atta so girl. I give it five out of five of the biggest pop stars good? in the 80s. Yeah, so it's they got good. together to sing a song. We are the world. We are the children. Yes, yeah, for Africa. And it was to raise money for famine relief. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was every massive... Massive, but I haven't seen it. But see, so, yeah. th that that's crazy, and we all know that. But what's really nuts is it happened in one night, and well, yeah. overnight they had to schedule everybody to get there. Yeah, because there was an awards show in town, so they're like, well, everyone, uh, stop, stop, stop. No, 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 that's no, not no, spoiling no, anything. No, I thought it, it was actually fascinating no how they got everybody together because this is. So I wasn't going to say anything, but that doesn't mean you should tell him not to. <laughs> I'm not being blamed I, for this because this is my little segment, and now I'm going to get blamed for it. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm not I, giving, I said it though, and I didn't spoil anything. Okay, so. well, but that kind of says know, how they got together. Hey, hey, spoiler alert! They recorded a song that everyone heard. Okay, but yeah, but you don't know how they got together, and you. you how is that important? <laughs> like you I just thought book it was, them. <laughs> you just book them. I actually, I'll watch it and be the judge. Of okay, 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 Bobby, right. it is. It is I was, fascinating. I was told it was really good, dude. There's some stuff in there. You're gonna be like, okay. what on earth? Like what? Stop. I can't tell oh, okay. you. Can't see, tell see, you. see, see, he held up. All right, go ahead, Ray. From Mount Pine, Arkansas, he gets random texts all the time, but he doesn't respond, so he's fine. Bobby Bones. Thank Woo! you very much. Hey, for the past five nights, I've been sleeping with tape on my mouth, huh? and I wanted to have a long enough runway to talk about it, so it just wasn't one night. So let me play this. So this was the story. If you can't sleep at night, mouth breathing could be the surprise reason why. And so they talk about breathing through your mouth. You could be twice as likely to experience regular nasal congestion. Um, 56% of mouth breathers say that they don't get good sleep. Sometimes you get apnea, sleep apnea, your mouth open, your throat closes. So I've been struggling sleeping, so I put the tape on my mouth. And so there's a tape called hostage tape. I want to play a couple clips here. Here's number one. Here's the tips. Go ahead. First, ensure that your lips and surrounding area are clean and dry. You don't want any grease or oil or residue on, which would hurt the adhesion. On the back, you'll notice a perforation. Pull the tape apart to easily remove the backing. Next, place the tape gently over your closed lips. 
smoothing it out to ensure it adheres fully. Give it a good rub to help activate the glue, and that's it. You're all set for a peaceful, uninterrupted night's sleep. Glue is kind of weird because it doesn't feel like glue. It's just sticky, and it doesn't hurt to take off. Um, and you, it doesn't... You're not restrained... It's like called if you hostage tape. It's a funny get name. Free of it, you could. Yes, we've got we've got a couple kinds. But I'm going to tell you, I don't know that it's helped tremendously, but it definitely has allowed me to not worry about. Um, I don't know, but well, it, I it, it's also, helped. I'd say it helps 15. percent I think I've read when you're breathing through your nose. I mean, the, more oxygen, the, more oxygen, yeah. and then that helps with the. So lot. I'm going to say through five nights, it definitely has helped a little bit. Oh. And never once have I woken up be like. <laughs> You didn't have nightmares that you were being no. held hostage? Oh, man. I didn't. And my wife has worn it a few nights, too. She's the same thing. Mm. So. That feels weird. It feels weird the first time you put it on. But I'm going to keep wearing it for a while. And I'll check back in in a couple weeks. Wow. I struggle with sleeping, but I do think it's made it a little bit better. Oh, okay. And it doesn't feel like I'm being abducted, which is what I thought it kind of <laughs> right. would. Like, you'd wake up and be like, well, I'm a <laughs> So yeah, and if you want water, I, what I do is wake up water, pull it out, drink water, put it back. Oh, on. I, was gonna, I thought you put it up your nose. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> it's time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My friend recently left a band that he's been touring with and is trying to make it as a solo artist. He just started writing new music. He's really excited about it. He constantly wants to show me his new songs and expects enthusiastic feedback. The problem is I don't much care for his music. I don't feel like it's very good. I feel kind of bad for thinking this, but I don't want to discourage him. But I'm also tired of pretending. Should I be straight with him or continue lying? What should I do? Signed, friend of an aspiring musician. Well, as what is your role in this friendship? If your role is somebody that he leans on to actually give him truth, then yes. But if you're a friend and he's just looking for support, just give him support. Just give him support. You don't have to lie, lie. Like, it's my favorite song ever. I like Fix You by Coldplay and this. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but do you say it's good? Like even vaguely you can, good? I, I think because he's also just starting, he's very excited and it's going to get better. But you could also be like, yes, you can euphemism your way around it. If he's not looking for you to be his true feedback, people have like one or two of those in their life. Otherwise, they go to people just to have some sort of positive reinforcement. If you're positive reinforcement friend, if you're encouraging friend, just be encouraging. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. There's no supportive. integrity play where it's no. like, I must tell the truth. You probably lie all the time, whoever you are. Aren't you doing that thing, though, this year where you just tell people it's not me, though. the truth no matter what? I know I'm saying I don't listen though. to people's music, though, because people want to send me music all the time. Yeah. And I won't. I can just say, honestly, I don't listen to people's music. Or if I do, I'll act like I never heard it and go, I don't listen to music, but I did, but I don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly the first one, or is it? <laughs> um, if your role in this friendship is to be the supportive friend, don't feel like you have to be the person who gives it to them straight. What do you know about music anyway? That's what I would say to myself. Or if someone's like, hey, how do you feel my uh, architecture is? And if I were like, man, that's ugly, I would think, what do I know about architecture? I mean, I know what I like, but I really can't tell you if it's good or not. I know nothing about architecture. Or wine, or so unless it's your specialty, just be supportive. That's why I say. Anything from you? No, I think be oh, supportive. Thanks for supporting me. Thank you. Stacey's supporting me. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm supporting you in being a friend that supports. Thank you. All right, close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. <laughs>
On the phone now is Tyler in Ozark, Missouri. Hey, Tyler, what's up, buddy? I have the games played and games won with percentages for 2023. For every oh, game yeah. we played on the show. Wow. Oh, this is the second year in a row every he's called in. Yeah, no, yeah, I remember last year we were blown away. That's great. Data. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, uh, you, said, you said you have percentages, and I was like, no, but I'll get them next year, so I got them. Okay, let's talk about it. So give us some give us some data here. Wow. So all the games played, you listen to every podcast. Tell me, give me, give me some stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so the most games played by a single person was 157, and that was Amy because... There's different times, you know, the lowest person got booted out of easy trivia or different games until, you know, the next round. Yeah. So the most games played by a single person was Amy with 157. Wow. Good job, Amy. Okay, that's a good stat. What else you got? There was only one person in the show that got 100% in games played, games won. Okay, how many games did they play? Yeah, not many. That's stupid. We already know. They played one game. Okay, who was that? (laughs) And they might have cheated. Okay. Oh, Ray. It wasn't Ray had all the answers and he's playing the game anyway. Yeah, Ray, 100%. All right, Tyler. All right, what else you got for us? I mean, do you just want to go from the top, or I, like, I can't really every game? Yeah, no, go whatever you have there. Give me some, like who uh, okay. who has the worst winning percentage on the show? The worst winning percentage was Morgan. She Woo. won twelve games out of seventy. Twelve out of seventy. That's terrible. <laughs> And what's and what's wow. that what's that percentage? That is seventeen percent. Okay, that's like the Pistons. You know what? If you can't be first, you might as well be last. No, I don't agree. <laughs> I'm trying to get that draft aside from aside from Raimundo, Bobby, you had the second highest percentage, and it kind of has an asterisk. You went nine out of ten for ninety percent, but there is one game where you won, and then you're like, "Oh, let's keep playing." Points are points are doubled. And then the double points ended up actually making you lose. Oh, I, then I lost. But, That's yeah. a loss. Yeah. I lost. I'm just, here, I'm just here for a good time. Yeah. I'm not here for a long time. And you don't play many games. <laughs> I'm just here for a good time. I mean, yeah. this dude knows everything. This, awesome. this is my hero. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm going to get him. I'm going to give him something at, at the end of this. Okay, so take me out of it. Now give me um, Lunchbox's stats. Where did he fall Woo! in line? Uh, Lunchbox went 44 for 138 at 31.8%. Yeah! Not bad. Uh, I mean, that's fine. Okay. Where did he rank in the rankings? Was he next to last or was he up there? If you take, so Morgan was last. I'll just go from bottom up. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. All right. So Morgan was last. And second to last place was Amy at 21%. Oof. She got, she went 33 for 157. Hmm. Amy, got anything to say? Third from. Dang. Got it. Okay. (laughs) You said it. Next up. (laughs) And then you have. Abby went 10 for 37 at 27%. Wow, okay. Abby's on there. Then you had Lunchbox at 31.8%. Okay. And then you had Eddie went 57 for 149 at 38.2%. Let's go! Oh, all I do is win, man. <laughs> You'd be a Hall of Famer in baseball. Not yeah. all you do is win. No, 38% of the time. He just yeah. said all I do is win, wow. basically. We played 157 games though last year. That's, that's what I a hear. lot of games. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, wow, that's a, that's good, Tyler. So, so does he have like a spreadsheet? Like, how well, do you? That's do what this? I was going to ask. Like, do you listen it and everyone just listen and keep track, or do you do it all year, or do you just go through and like cram all night and go through every one and find every game? No, I just I I mean I get behind like a week or so every now and then because my work's up and down. Depends on how much windshield time I have. 
But uh, yeah, as I listen, I just got it in my notes. I have each person's name with games won, games played, and then at the end of the year, I just did the percentages. So, well, do you have a job that requires you to do math or spreadsheets? Um, I'm a job site superintendent, so, so I'm probably yeah. managing a job site and doing all that kind of stuff. But yeah, not f- really. I just like numbers, and I thought it was kind of fun to keep track of it because. You guys always said every, Eddie always won, so I wanted to see how accurate that was. You're the most winner. The proof is in the pudding. Well, you're the, you're the winner. The most. proof is in the data. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, so I want to give you something for all this hard work. Are you a NASCAR fan by any chance? I have a, instead of you sending me something, could I do 15 seconds of self-promo? Yeah, that'd be awesome. You go ahead. Uh, let's start, let's yeah. start the timer, Raymundo. And uh, don't start yet, Tyler. When we get the TikToker up, we're going to go. I'll give you 15 seconds of self-promotion. This is Tyler, who lives in Missouri. Ready, Tyler, and go. Tyler, K-Y-L-E-R. And I've been in TikTok jail for a long time. I'm stuck at 480,000 followers. Hmm. I don't know what happened, but I could really use the B team to give me a boost and get me back in the algorithm so I can start making viral content. You have half a million followers. This is Kyler with a K. Wait, so, oh, oh it's not, oh, it's, it's Kyler. Kyler. But what's the account? Yeah, what's your yeah, account? Kyler. What's your account, Kyler? What's your name there? It's just Kyler, and it's my name, K-Y-L-E-R, E-N-N-I-S. E, Kyle, Kyler Ennis on TikTok. Yes. And he has half a million, it. how do you have half a million followers? Yeah, what'd you do? What in the world? Yeah, what'd you do to get all that all those um, followers? I started with, like, DIY stuff whenever my daughter was born. Like three years ago, we did our nursery, and I did like a nursery makeover deal. Oh yeah, he's like. Cool. Then yeah. I've kind of become the grip strength guy. I te- I test different groups, different occupations, grip strength, and post those. And those videos have been doing really good. This dude's so if you ever want to do a grip strength video in the studio, let me know. I'll drive to Nashville. That's no big deal. What's a what's a grip? What does that Sorry, mean? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's a grip? Oh, so you have a, you have the machine, right? Yeah, it's a handheld dynamometer, and whenever you squeeze it, it shows like how many pounds of pressure you can squeeze. And so he goes to all the different professions to see who has the strongest grip. That's a that's a funny mm-hmm. niche. Okay, so let me say his name again. You guys go follow Kyler Ennis. I just followed him. K Y L E R E N N I S. Okay. We'll get him out of TikTok jail. He's our st- statistician. We hear from him once a year. Oh, Kyler, we appreciate that, man. <laughs> Hey, you guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys. All right, buddy. Hey, give it up for Kyler Ennis. Yeah. Yes. yeah. All right, see you, Kyler. All right. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. A longtime customer of Schooner's Restaurant in Illinois gifted the 30 employees that work there a thousand dollars each. Wow. Yeah. Who did that? One, two, three. Thirty thousand. Thirty grand. He did it in honor of his late wife and daughter. He sees the restaurant as a second home and the employees as family. He did not want his name shared, so I don't know it, but. The guy that owns the restaurant said, hey, you don't you don't have to do this. When he first heard about it from the man, he's like shocked and saying, this is too much. This is too much. Don't do it. And the man insisted because he's by no means rich. Somehow, maybe he just had this money, maybe because of the late wife and daughter. Who knows? But he wanted to donate it to everybody. And it's super cool. That is awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine somebody walking and handing me a thousand bucks. And Lunchbox can't imagine somebody doing it without one the. Yeah, I don't know why you'd want not your name out there. I mean, if you're going to go there, people can 
see who you are. You like should have, have a your, table named after you. you I was just saying, have a booth named after you. That's cool. But if I don't you think walk that, that's in, not the point. Oh. But if you walk in and you want that booth, those people have to move. Oh. <laughs> that's that's your booth. Your, oh, like, I thought they just named it after like the wife, but you want it to be yours all the time. Well, no, no. I'm saying other people can use it. And I, but, but if you're there, they got to get up. If you're there, they got to get up. Like, hey, we're moving you over here <laughs> like to the back. Like mid-meal? Yep. Okay. Got it. We were going to, our booth at Culver's where we met, mm-hmm. we were going to get a little plaque thing there. What? But you know they're tearing it down. I didn't know that. Oh, y'all should save it. went out of business? Let's save it. Save the Culver's. No, it's it's relocating, and then they're building something there because of the soccer. That's what we did. Whatever. We relocated. We did. So it's sort of, yeah. All right, good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, my cousin told me three years ago, get involved in your finances. It'll be empowering. I said, nope, that's my husband's strength, not mine. Well, then my divorce happened, and I had no choice. I remember it was about a year ago exactly that I was on stage at my live podcast in Nashville raving about Rocket Money. It wasn't an endorsement. I was just a new fan, grateful for the help in managing my bills, budgets, and all things money with ease. Because my cousin was right. It was empowering. Something else Rocket Money does, they help you manage your subscriptions. Yep, it's a personal finance app that will find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions. It also monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. And it's pretty cool that Rocket Money has over 5 million users. That's a lot. I'm one of them. So you know you're in good hands if all these people are trusting their finances with Rocket Money. They have saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Like cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash bones. That's rocketmoney.com slash bones. Check them out. Rocketmoney.com slash bones. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, I think I can eat a piece of pizza in under 30 seconds. Or I know it'll take you over a minute to drink that entire two liter. If you have, you're going to love pick six. The new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Now, here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they have more or less of a certain stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and a whole bunch more. Track your picks. Play against others for a shot to win huge cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use the code BONES for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's the code BONES. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Let me tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe I can tell you because I've seen the preview of the Santa Fe. It's awesome. I cannot wait to see it in real life and drive it for myself. The Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from whatever you feel like is dull in your work week. And then maybe you got an adventure plan for the weekend. So listen to this. H-Track all-wheel drive, which means you can, if you want to get on a dirt trail, go. The steeper, the better. Get to where no one else is going. Get ready to splash through puddles, kick up some mud, make some tracks, because you're going to have a blast. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe features best-in-class rear cargo space. So whether it's groceries or dogs, water bowls, treats, and toys, again, maybe you're out and about, camping gear, extra bags, whatever you need to make it a real adventure, you got plenty of room. 
and then available dual wireless charging pads. This is probably the feature that I'm most excited about and the thing that I'll use the most. It's great because the last thing you want to do is be anywhere with a dead phone, especially, again, if you're going camping or if you're just driving down the road. You know, the worst nightmare for me is my phone going dead or just a low battery when it gets red. Oof, always got to have it charged. And with the available dual wireless charging pads, you'll be able to head as far out or stay in as much as you want. Got the charging pads and you can navigate your way back to civilization. You got to check out the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Just go look at it. Just looking at it's awesome. HyundaiUSA.com. Class comparison of cargo volume behind front seats with all rear seats folded down based on primary compact SUV competitors as defined by Hyundai Motor America. Competitors within this class are Chevrolet Blazer, Ford Edge, Honda Passport, Jeep Cherokee, Nissan Murano, Subaru Outback, Toyota Venza, and Volkswagen Atlas Cross Sport. Claim based on comparison of specifications on manufacturer websites. I'm going to spend this hour talking about Toby Keith. If you haven't heard, country star Toby Keith has passed away. Uh, the news was shared on social media earlier this morning, so we've kind of just been gathering our notes and clips so we could put together a, as concise of an hour of a tribute as we possibly could. Uh, Toby told the world in 2022 he was battling stomach cancer. His last performance was in December for a sold-out Las Vegas show. I had some friends that went. I said it was just a great show. His family put out a brief statement on social media, and again, we saw it this morning. Quote, Toby Keith passed peacefully away last night, uh, February 5th, surrounded by his family. He fought with grace and courage. Please respect the privacy of his family at this time. And it was back in June of 2022 where he announced he had stomach cancer. He was in town. He's been in town a couple times since, but he was in town and he received the um, like the, the, the songwriter that like basically a lot. Lifetime Achievement Songwriter Award, and he played. Obviously, will have such a lasting impression in country music. A lot of personal thoughts and stories for me that we'll do this hour, even from you guys if you have them. Proud, Oki. A lot to say about him, but I was going to play a couple clips from when he was in studio just recently. This was Toby on our show just a few weeks ago talking about his health and talking about getting back to playing shows. Probably only worked a handful of shows in the last, wide COVID, two big C's, COVID and cancer. So uh, I hadn't worked a handful of shows in the last three years, but I worked every year for 27, 28 years. The only uh, thing I had that concerned me was being away from it for three years and remembering all the words because they subconsciously uh, come to you when you're working, yeah. you don't even think about it. You know them. And then getting completely away from them and having to start back. So they had a teleprompter up there, and I got into a, a little bit of a sound check. We're going to go a full dress rehearsal today, but um, I didn't even use it. It was just like riding a bike. Oh, you knew all the words? Yeah, once I got up there and started rolling and it got familiar, I just I didn't even look at the teleprompter. Again, this is from just a few weeks ago here in studio. Here is, you know, asked him how he was doing and how his stomach surgery affected his singing because it all has to do with each other. It's all affected by each thing. Here you go. You're going on the road. How's your health? How's everything going? It's going pretty good. Um, this is a roller coaster, and 
It takes a little while to get your brain wrapped around it. You get to a point where you just say, hey, uh, this is what I do, and um, you can't let it define you know, your future. You can sit around and wait, 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 wait. But the thing that I've had to overcome is the surgery I had on my stomach, they had to uh, stitch on my diaphragm. So, and not using it to sing every night, that is a muscle, you know. So I've had to really work that to get it. So where I sing really, really hard and really, really violent and loud. And uh, I didn't have that last 10% on the bottom where I could just really belt anything, you know. Like when I sang MacArthur Park at Carnegie Hall, it was like opera stuff. So I don't know if I could do that, but what I do on stage is no problem. So it's like I've had to I've had to uh, work on that diaphragm, and it's getting better all the time. But I I went through uh, about three hours yesterday off and on, you know, going through our list, working it up, and I didn't have any issues. You know, when it comes to Toby Keith. Some people are larger than life on screen or on a video or in an interview, and then you meet them, and that's really not the case because they're just normal people. Not the case with Toby Keith. <laughs> not with Toby. Not that he wasn't a normal dude, because again, we were lucky enough to spend a good amount of time with him even out of the studio. But I can just remember the first time that Toby Keith came into the studio, the first time that I had ever met him. And again, there are legends in country music and there are contemporary legends in country music like the contemporary legends are Toby who still was making music but will always be known for making history at the same time McGraw Chesney like those would be contemporary legends and so it was a big deal Garth that Toby was coming in for the first time when we first moved to town first of all massive dude Look like a football player. Same thing a lot of times when you meet somebody that's famous or you see somebody from TV. They, they're not as big in real life as they are when you're looking at them on camera because they're like standing next to little chairs instead of normal sized <laughs> chairs. But Toby was a monster. And so I remember Toby coming in, huge personality. And, you know, he was ready to go. Like, he was here to go. All right, look. You guys are all funny and stuff, but I'm Toby, and I'm funnier, and don't come at me because I'll come back harder, <laughs> which I loved. And I remember saying, uh, hey, man, how's it going? Just as a random, generic, just to see where he would go. And he goes, Google me. <laughs> <laughs> we were all caught by surprise we on that We still <laughs> quote that. That's 10 years ago. We still quote that to this day. Google me. But as serious as he was about that stuff, you know he was he laughing was, I, behind oh, it. It was totally him messing with us. Yeah. <laughs> but he would say it's serious. Yes. Google, Google me. me. You want to say Google me? <laughs> and so to Toby was a trip. Uh, and I think this whole hour we'll kind of share stories. I have friends in the country music community that are uh, reaching out to me to go, hey, like, what's up? Can we talk? Do you want us to talk? Sure. Anybody out there that's listening, that if you're a listener and you have a story or if you're an artist or a manager and you have a Toby story, like hit us up. We're here. 877-77-BOBBY. If you can't find the number, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> he said once, uh, and I don't, this is also a story that we share 
as a kind of an inside joke around here as well because Toby had such a, a big presence. He said he made more merch and one more money on merch in one night than the president does in a year. I don't remember the context of how we got <laughs> yeah. into that as the thing. I think it was shortly after the Google meeting. Oh, I know, but I don't remember what, <laughs> yeah. what we were talking about where I would ask a question that led him to saying, mm-hmm. I make more money on merch in one night than the president does in a year. But that's when I knew there were going to be a lot of things to quote. Like <laughs> every time he'd come in the studio. Completely quotable. We had no idea exactly... What, especially Eddie and I, what our relationship would be with him over the next 10 years or so as we were right. played with him and traveled with him. Uh, if, if you're just waking up, Toby Keith passed away. They announced it this morning way early. I'm not sure when it happened, uh, but we'll spend all hour sharing stories and sharing music. Toby Keith passed away. The news came out this morning. He was in studio a few weeks ago. And he didn't look like the Toby Keith that we've known because he had been battling cancer and had been battling going through different procedures. Um, you know, was, was was pretty thin, but was still super positive. Yeah, his demeanor... Still had the big Toby Keithness about him. Like he was seemed just more fragile, but still seemed very much him. So right. it was... He was wearing a lot of clothes, though, to try to not show that his health wasn't good. I mean, multiple coats. He had sunglasses on. He had a hat on. The sunglasses he had on. Oh, he always (laughs) had sunglasses on. on. Yeah, but these looked especially like (laughs) big and almost like a rapper. Yeah, they were bigger. They were were bigger. Yeah. But still came in. And if if, if you weren't able to see him and you just heard it, you didn't watch it back, you would have thought that. Here's a guy on the other side of it mm-hmm. because that's why he was coming out. And I don't know this for sure. But what it seems like is maybe this is what he was doing one final time instead of this is what he's doing as he comes back. Like this is him doing his last shows in Vegas and like his last round doing any sort of media or hanging out with us. And I'm, I feel super fortunate that he was here just a few weeks ago. Uh, and I told you guys that are listening, like, call. If you have a story, let's go because we have 100, but you just don't want to hear ours. Like, for example, line three, Kim in Washington, D.C. Kim, I appreciate you calling. Let's go over to Kim if we can uh, pick her up. We have new everything. Everything's broken. All right, so it's new phone. I clicked it. It acts like it's good. Kim, can you hear us? Right, I hit three. We have new phones. There we go. Oh, oh whatever cool. happened? That was the weirdest Hi. sound. Hey, Kim. Hi. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Can you tell us your story? Oh, it's a great story. It just epitomizes what kind of guy he was. Um, my. My husband was a, a Marine, a career Marine, and we did two tours at Terrace Island as drone instructors. And it was the summer of 2002, right after 9-11, of course, about a year before. And the first two weeks of the recruiting process, when they actually get to the depot, those recruits are gone for two weeks. You don't see them. You don't hear from them. Along with our husband and all of the other families, we're all missing our husband as well. 
Well, Toby Keith was in that area. He had done a concert either in Charleston or Savannah. And he actually made a detour. And why this is so important is because he actually came to an abandoned airfield on Ferris Island and gave a concert. And the commanding general gave all of our crew, all of the drill instructors, all of the families, <clears throat> basically two hours to come on the base to this ratty old airfield that was hot marked with awful. But they had a stage set up and Toby gave a killer performance. Killer. And he just loved his troops. He loved being American. It, for him to take the time out of his downtime to give this concert. And not only did they give a concert, they catered a barbecue for everybody there. No doubt that Toby Keith loved America. I'm going to need- Put a boot in your butt, you know what I mean? No doubt. No doubt. I mean, that, and that'll be one of his legacies, how much he loved the flag and the troops. Um, one of the shows that we played with him, Eddie and I went to, well, D.C. Yeah. Right outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. And all before the show, because we were going to go back, and again, Toby had invited us to come open for him last minute because something had fallen through. Like, sent us plane to come get us. He's like, hey, uh, can you guys come open for the one show. show. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, sure. It's kind of a quick deal. So he sent his jet, picked us up, flew us up there, and they were like, hey, Toby wants to see you guys because it was, it was kind of like land and fire, meaning we, we were we were in and going. So it wasn't a lot of time to like, whatever. I mean, we don't do anything anyway, but we weren't there all day. And they're like, hey, Toby wants to see you. And we go back to see Toby, but we couldn't get back there yet because there was a line of people that Toby was talking to. It's probably 13 or 14 people. And... So we're like, we'll just come back. They're like, no, no, hang out for a second. You should see this. And so Toby had brought in a bunch of people from Walter Reed, the hospital where mm-hmm. a lot of the injured mm-hmm. military men and women were. And I brought them all backstage and was hanging out with all of them and just spending a few minutes with every one of them. That's awesome. And that wasn't something that, that he put up on social media because it's probably something he did every, or I know he did a lot, but something he did Consistent. Every time that he was able to do it, he did that. And I think that's what a lot of his uh, uh, legacy will be. Yeah, I feel like Kim's story is probably one of multiple over all of these years where he would, yeah, maybe if he learned of something or knew of a place during his downtime, he would just pivot and make it happen. I do want to talk to Rod, who Rod is the head of iHeartCountry. And the reason I want to talk to Rod is because Rod went to his show in Vegas, which was basically his last run of doing shows. And Rod, like me, was like, man, how's he going to play? Because, again, he looked like somebody who'd been battling cancer. He's, he was frail. And I remember Rod, and I can let Rod tell the story. It started off, and I was like, oh, boy. But then by the end, he was rocking it. Rod, what was Toby's last show like? Oh, man, I, I have so many thoughts. Um, thanks for letting me share because he's obviously coming, you know, rushing back to us as we wake up to the news. But yeah, we go to Vegas and we, we got the, you know, fortunate opportunity to go backstage, say hi and take pictures, which now is, you know, an amazing, uh, memory and something special to have been a part of. But yeah, I called you right away. I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. Like this Toby T show is crazy. And keep in mind when I saw him, it was the second night of back to back night. 
and you just didn't know what to expect, right? This is a guy who was persevering but battling. And I can tell you for sure that, you know, he didn't get on stage and do 45 minutes. He didn't get on stage and do an hour. He did an hour and 45 minutes or more, which was just remarkable to watch. And you said it from the start of the show to the end. He got more energy by the end. I was worried, like, hey, when is he going to tap? <laughs> because, again, that is a difficult thing to physically get through. And the last three songs were bangers, right? He had more energy. He was feeding off the crowd. It's what he did, right? You could see that an artist who lived to perform got all that energy from the from the crowd. And, and he walked off stage stronger than he walked on stage. It was it was. Honestly, remarkable to watch it. What was the crowd like with Toby? And was it just a pure sing-along the whole time? Oh, the whole time. You know, I, obviously you jump on your phone if you've got stuff and start looking at uh, pictures or videos. I mean, I, I was in the crowd doing that whole thing, phones up for all the songs. The only one um, that wasn't really sing-along but was a huge moment, as you can imagine, is Don't Let the Old Man In. You know, he just sat there, just him and a guitar, and I was about to post a video of that one. I mean, that's that's now even more touching than it was. But everything else, you know, every word is sing along from start to finish. But but let me let me add this because I told you this after the show. You would have thought, great vocalist, right? This guy could sing live um, and was terrific. But you would have thought maybe some backup singer help. To my knowledge, it was him, right? He wasn't looking for people to fill in any notes that he couldn't hit, any of that. He hit them all, and it was just Toby and his amazing band. It, it, it was cool. Eddie and I played Frontier Days with Toby, and it's a whole <laughs> set of, you know, there's like seven or eight artists, but we were direct support for Toby. It was Toby. This is a different show than the DC one. Uh, muddy, just, it was just awful weather-wise. Place was still packed. And so we played up until like 9.30 and Toby played after. But I remember Rod being like, yeah, I was on the bus with Toby Keith till like 3 o'clock afterward. Because he came with, Rod came with us. Just Toby sharing stories larger than life. What, like, what can, what can you share from that? Well, again, another situation. I had no business being there, right? But next thing you know, because uh, I was hanging out with you guys, you're the opening act. And, um... You know, they wanted they wanted a chance to say hey to Toby. I'm like, cool. To your point, next thing you know, it's after midnight. We're we're having a great social event, and the guitar comes out, and there's nothing like it, right? A, a, a legend literally sitting in front of me, just picking on the guitar and singing. And that's when he told the story about don't let the old man in, which is a line he he got from Clint Eastwood. He played golf with him at Pebble Beach. Uh, Clint Eastwood getting up there in years. And Toby's like, how do, you, how do you play golf every day? How do you come out here and hang out every day? And it's Clint Eastwood who gave him the line. He wakes up and he doesn't let the old man in. And it turned into this song. And I watched Toby picking this song that I'd never heard before. And it was just, it was life-changing, quite honestly. I will never forget that moment, as late as it was on a tour bus. Well, we appreciate the time coming out with us this morning. And for those that don't know that song, we're going to play it coming up in a few minutes. That's the last song. Because he had put out a single before and then had just decided, we're going to do it again. And when he was here the last time, that's what he was saying. Yeah, it's kind of weird we're doing this, but we're going to do it again. So we'll do that coming up in just a second. Rod, thanks for your time, man. Oh, I appreciate it. God bless Toby Keith. 
What a powerful line of like, even just thinking about that right now. And I think when the song plays, like listening to that and a reminder to all of us of, you know, even how we can wake up and what we can do with our day of not even like if you're older, don't let the old man I in. I say don't let the wussy boy in. Yes. Or that. Or don't let the, in every day, no, every day, the <laughs> complainer in yeah. or so, whatever you're feeling don't like, let don't let that in. person in. Look you at know? Him, you wussy boy. Don't let him in. <laughs> don't let him in. <laughs> That's your version of the yeah, song? Yeah, don't, don't okay. let <laughs> Texting with my father-in-law right now who is massive Oklahoma fan, lives in Oklahoma. Like, when I'm home with my wife in Oklahoma, I have to tell him, like, okay, enough Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Can I please talk about Arkansas a minute? Like, just sports. <laughs> just, but uh, he sent me this whole thing about Toby Keith, and he says, uh, sad day for Oklahoma. Oklahoma loved all caps. Loved Toby Keith. And he just wrote Beloved. I think a lot of people listening in Oklahoma feel like it. that's their dude. I think a lot of people in country music feel like it's their dude. Uh, we have George Burge on the line. And the thing about George is he just had a number one song, just so I can kind of set this up, with, uh, I got my mind on you. <laughs> no all the words. That's it. Yeah. But, um, we, we talked about George a couple weeks ago with him because he, it was an old school picture of him and Toby Keith. And we were like, hey, what was that? It was him, Toby Keith, and Post Malone. Now, George, do we have George on? There he is. George, what was your relationship? How did you get to know Toby? So, uh, hey, guys. Good morning. Morning, man. Morning. So, Toby actually uh, was one of the first people to discover me as a musician and uh, signed me to one of my first record deals in 2015. So he was always just larger than life to me. Um, we had come like out of a van and trailer, like touring across America, playing dive bars. And he took us out on tour with him. And all of a sudden it was amphitheaters and 30,000 people a night and just classic big dog daddy style. Everything was like the biggest you'd ever seen in your life. And I was a Texas Longhorn and he knew that. So he always loved to give me some fire about it. We'd show up and my name for the green room would be on the porta potty or on the trash can or something like that. Um, but he was also always really cool to us. Like he gave us longer than we deserved for sound check. Like we were always welcome at his catering, which was like filet mignon and lobster mac and cheese and then we'd be standing side stage watching the shows and um it'd be bob stoops or larry bird or roger clemens and it was just the most surreal um experience getting to tour with them and i think more than anything he had you know all the success and the fame and all these people coming out to his shows but he just genuinely loved music he would go on stage play 90 minutes worth of number ones for the fans and then he would grab us and he'd say hey let's go to the bus and he would want to play acoustic guitar for like three hours on the bus and just shoot the breeze and he was literally a human jukebox not a lot of people know this but he knew you couldn't name a song that he couldn't play as a cover. He'd literally like aggressively look at you and be like, name a song, any song. (laughs) And uh, he would make you, he would make you say a song and then he could play the whole thing from Merle Haggard to Sugar Hill Gang. It was unbelievable. Um, His just love and respect for music. What did you see about him as a professional, as a performer that inspired you? I think it was the way that he held the crowd in the palm of his hands. He had everybody, um, 
he he really made everybody feel seen. He would, um, you know, thank everybody for being there. He was proud of who he was. He was proud of the music that he made. And more than anything, he was proud of his relationship with his fans. And I think they genuinely felt that. And there was a real connection there. So it wasn't just him up there sitting behind a guitar playing music. It was him um, enjoying time and connecting with friends when he was on stage. And then my final question will be um, off of that. Like what kind of person, when no one else was around, like what do you think about when I when I, I mentioned Toby Keith? Toby was one of the most successful guys in the history of country music, if not maybe the most successful. And uh, but he was also one of the most generous. Um, and it was not when people were looking. Um, you know, not a lot of people know that Toby hired you know almost exclusively from his hometown, um, from people that he grew up with. Um, he started that OK Kids Corral, um, taking care of um, kids that were sick. He was always donating his time and his money to the U.S. military. Um, he was a guy that uh, knew who took care of him, and he made sure uh, to do the same. George, appreciate you talking with us this morning. Thank you, guys, and I um, appreciate y'all having me on. All right, George Burge, uh, again, was signed to Toby's label, uh, toured with Toby. Has a lot of great Toby stories. Spending a lot of the show, if not most of it, talking about Toby Keith. They announced this morning that he had passed away at 62 years old. I want to put on Eric in Delaware. Hey, Eric, we appreciate you calling the show here. A lot of people have stories, thoughts, emotions regarding Toby's death. Eric, you're on. What would you like to say? Oh, my goodness. Hey, good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, uh, quite the somber Tuesday. Um, but I just wanted to share a Toby Keith story about... Um, when I was deployed in Afghanistan, we had just uh, gone under, you know, under attack and lost some people. Very somber, uh, bad time. We knew there was a uh, concert coming, but we didn't know who at the end of the week. And, uh, you know, I kind of stumbled upon where it was at. And this big blonde haired dude get on stage and start strumming his guitar and I lost it and it was Toby um you know he just rocked out for us in the middle of Afghanistan and um brought us all home through his music for maybe an hour or so and he didn't care that he was coming in to a hot zone and he just wanted to be be there with us and, and he did so it was amazing. Yeah, that track's fully on brand for Toby. Uh, we appreciate that story, Eric. Um, we got a lot more just like that, too. I, I just said, hey, if you, you know something, I mean, and it is like... Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. King's Island is now open on weekends.